Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of Rage Across the Internet, a World of the Apocalypse podcast. I'm your host, Porter. To my left, we've got producer Joey. Hey guys. And to my right, Tom in the studio once again. How you doing, buddy? Not bad. Been a while. It has been a while. Uh, what have you been up to? Things and stuff. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Remodeling the van. Oh, yeah. Well, that happened a while ago. Well, right, but they didn't know about it. Well, I had to sign the contract, and then once the contract was signed, we were able to remodel the van. It was part of the contract. Yes, it was. (laughs) I have better blankets now. Oh. It's not newspaper. It's actual blankets? They're sheets, but sure. Okay. (laughs) Fabric. Man man is living large. (laughs) Or at least, like, medium. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about a newer van next time. I'm sure we will talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We'll get you an ice cream truck instead. Hey, I'm happy with that. So Play my theme song all day long. There you go. March of the Gladiators. How about you? How's, uh, how's life, producer Joey? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. No complaints. Excellent. Excellent. I have actual blankets. What? <laughs> I don't mean to brag. I sleep in a bed. Whoa. Look out for this guy. <laughs> Living large. I know. I mean, you are the host. That's right. That's why I make the big bucks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I must get that wait. out with a straight face. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, there are bucks? <laughs> yeah, the deer out back. <laughs> now, there are bucks, thanks to our uh, patrons, you know, who uh, click that link on our website, rageacrossinternet.com. And they get something back for it. They do get something back for it. Um, we're about to start those uh, postmortems. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be cool. Are you excited for that time? I am actually. I think it'll be I think it'll be neat going back over those old stories. You know, uh, seeing how you guys checking how you guys felt about them. You know that, that look back and you know from a creative aspect how I put those together and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in those. I'm hoping it'll be good. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure everyone's dying to hear more about the guilty. So. Well, well, well that's, it's going to take a while to get there, but... Yeah, that's, right. that's next year. Yeah. <laughs> but still. We will get there. Yes, we will. It's not even too far off. Kill the Second Chronicle. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to lead on that too hard no, right, no. right now. That's for later. So what are we doing right now? Well, um, it, it's interesting. Is uh, There was a reason I brought up those postmortems. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, you know, Tom expressed interest in writing. Did yeah. you not, sir? I did. Just because I want to see this guy actually play, since he hasn't done it in 18 years. <laughs> I know. It'll be interesting. It'd be kind of neat, yeah. Yeah. So I thought, um, hey, about time for the Storyteller episode. Okay. And how about we um, break that down right here and now? I like it. All right. So, you know, I, I figure, Joey, as you got questions or anything, you can come on in with this. Okay. And, you know, like, I know we've talked about theory... You know, we, we've talked about, um, you know, the hypothetical, but I figure we can, like, actually maybe not use this story, but you could. Mm-hmm. Nuts and bolts it. Yeah, the nuts and bolts. So, I mean, obviously, first thing you want to do is you want to figure out when this story is taking place. And you were talking about a Wild West. Yes. Yep. Okay. So, boom. Now, I don't want to dive into the year, but that's that's up to you. Wild West, I haven't decided a year yet. I okay. mean, this is just, it was all canon right now. It's all head canon. I got nothing really written down. It's just I played with ideas. Which is perfect, though. You know, we just we can take that and run. And, I mean, you can still apply this kind of stuff to other things if you want to go a different era. Mm-hmm. But Wild West is nebulous enough. You get the kind of idea. We can just run with that. Mm-hmm. 
So, okay, you know that, and you know um, you know who your players are. So you don't know what they're playing, but so you've got your players already. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, setting number one, boom. Um, meanwhile, we're working on our, our players. You know, me, producer Joey, Danny. We're working on our characters. Yes, I, our characters is the thing. <laughs> I know I said players, but it was opposite. He's moment. so used to storyteller that it's <laughs> just, that's just how it comes off. It's, yeah, it's the default. You... <laughs> Yeah, so we're working on our character creation. Right. It's, we're not new. We don't need any help with this. Right. But, you know, um, if we do, that's something, you know, hopefully we bring to you. Mm-hmm. Or we'll get out in the wash at the first submission. Because mm-hmm. submit your character and maybe that's a no. So we'll put a pin in that and come back to it. Okay. And that's where I have a quite Like, if I get, this is obviously the setting. So mm-hmm. here's my question is, are, I give you guys the setting. Do you build your characters around what I'm going to run? And then I can help build a story off of what you give back for your character creation. Well, you could. Um, obviously, in the Wild West setting, mm-hmm. it's a little different. Because now we know what's running Wild West. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I'm not making a... Um, I'm not going to make an Octina or um, a Silent Strider who is exploring the Umbra and fell into a wormhole and landed in 18... You know, 40-fuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere back then, when yeah. the Wild West was happening. I don't know why I pulled 18. That's not correct, but just shh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he later fell into another wormhole. Just leave it alone. Okay. A couple wormholes there. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was nothing, it was just holes and falling, and it was, a, it was a mess. But, you know, obviously I'm not playing a modern day, and if someone tried that, you get to shoot that down. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to build a, a chronicle or an arc or whatever around that. Well, that's just why I'm stating. Should I wait to get the character build back before the arc's built i i will well it depends on if you have an idea you know if you have an idea you're, you're picking wild west i would think because you have an idea something you'd like to do just wild west stuff <laughs> it's just wild west stuff i mean you could do a lot but like train stuff bank robbery stuff just certain things like that all right well i would take the setting first with some shit you have in mind mm-hmm. and then you can build off what the players give you later okay you know, um, my backstory isn't going to change, so you can always handle it later down the line once you've established everything. And it's probably better anyway, because you want your characters attached to those, you know, you want the players and characters to be you know, that attachment, that bond, mm-hmm. so the stakes will be higher. Right. You know, if I pulled um, the Lennox shit with you in story three, it wouldn't have mattered. Nope. You know, you've been like, whatever. Yeah. Don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know who you I don't know who I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, you, you let that brew for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you let them lean into their backstories a little bit. To yeah. See what they're really going to pull from their character. Yeah. You really connect with the character yeah. first. Yeah. You got to give got to give them time. Okay. You know, before you start messing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are exceptions that could be made, but largely don't don't get cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, because this is a, uh, we're going to use the word weird setting. You know, and you don't know if this is going to stick. You don't know how long you're going to want to do this. You want to do something short. Right. So I'd say kind of like I had in the beginning, a four-parter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not too long, but it gives you time to set something up. Okay. All right. And um, what I would do here is I'd play a game of Mario Brothers. Um. Yeah, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can see the faces we're giving them. Yeah, I know. I'm going to break this down for you. <laughs> well, look at it this way. Okay? The pack is Mario. Mm-hmm. All right. Save the princess. Or get the MacGuffin. Or, you know, mm-hmm. the princess is now, maybe maybe it's a literal princess, 
of some, uh, you know, uh, native tribe. You know, maybe it's the kinfolk daughters of a uh, Iron Rider mayor of this crap town that these guys kidnapped for breeding stock. So maybe it's a literal princess at that point. Okay. In fact, let's call it a literal princess at that point. Mm-hmm. And they're kidnapped by this pack. You know, pack of spirals, maybe. Okay. And that's King Koopa. Right? And you break it down that simple. Okay. It's actually brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's something It's something simple and relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, in Mario Brothers, the first four levels, think about that, too. And to the fourth level, what do you do? You beat Bowser. Princess is another castle, but you're only doing four stories, so now she's right fucking there. Right. But maybe during the course of this, you want a, um, well, let's, let's move right to the antagonist. All right. So in this case, it's the, the pack of outlaws, right? Okay. I mean, is that? Yeah. All right. So you go, okay, well, how many do I need? Of course. <laughs> that is a question, yes. Yeah. Now, you could do it one for one. So if there's four of us, make four of them. Mm-hmm. You could do, um, you could add an extra one and he could, you know, that's the leader. He's, he's the, he's the boss and they're the mini bosses. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want to play, you stick with the video game analogy, mm-hmm. you know, or you think, do you, the next step is, do you want them to encounter your main characters before the final confrontation? Well, if I was writing it, probably not. No? No. I want, I want the final confrontation to be more dramatic. Like they know of them, haven't met them yet, but haven't seen them. Haven't seen them until that final chronicle. Okay, and or that's the final good... episode of that chronicle, right? Where and they got to go fight the big bad wolf when they haven't even known or seen him, right? And even then, you could, if you're doing that way, you could play on the possibility that maybe you have seen one or two of them. Well, that's fair. You know, maybe uh, you know, maybe Bill, who works at the general store, is uh, really one of these guys. Hmm. You know, who um, I guess if you want to go with a four or five number. We'll call like the, the the five cent pack, you know, like five cent from hell, five cent for short. Okay. He just rolls this off like it's nothing. <laughs> I know. He's I know. making this so effortless, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but you'd be with this spitball in there, right? But so okay, so now you got the five cent pack. Mm-hmm. All right, and they they kidnap these these kinfolk breeding stock people. Holy shit! What was that? Okay, so they kidnapped... Wheels falling off the wagons here. We're sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're dealing with wagons. Let's <laughs> see. You got to stay on theme. There you go. Yeah, so, you know, they kidnap these for breeding stock, which is obviously a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, maybe there's a member watching you guys the whole time. And if you're not going to have them meet until the end, you can play up that angle a bit. Right. You know, maybe they're thwarting off screen. They're supposed to be place X in story two, and they're not. They end up in place Y and get one over on you guys again. You can add that level of paranoia that, well, maybe there's someone on the inside. Hmm. But if you're not going to have the meat until the end, now you have to figure out what those different acts are because those are three other stories you have to fill right. with some sort of problem. He's the head honcho, so you've got to keep throwing more of his minions at him because they're trying to thwart him from kidnapping this kinfolk, essentially, the princess. Okay. Okay, so, and now, at that point, let's, uh, let's add an extra character to the toad. Mm-hmm. This is my brother. This is Toad. Mm-hmm. Toad, in this case, is for some reason the princess's father. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's not how Mario worked. But, no, but we're expanding off of it anyway. Right. You know, so, you know, the, the mayor, whoever he is, right? So do you get blamed at first and have to prove your innocence for the first story? Well, that's not bad. That's a possibility. Yeah. You know, maybe you run into town and run and follow the people who are supposed to rescue, and they suck, or they... <laughs> they were cubs. Or... You know, maybe um, there's some rivalry there. You know, well, I want this bounty. I want this bounty. 
you know, maybe maybe that's a conflict. Hmm. It would be neat if they could like um, sabotage your group, like you know. That could be a whole chapter right there. They're sabotaging you every roundabout way, and mm-hmm. you're trying to just locate the princess, and they keep throwing you off. Yep. In fact, that could be maybe story one, story three. Right. You know, and that's that's an antagonist there that isn't really the bad guy. I feel like I'd make it story three because then you've already built the bond with the dad and all the the opposing pack, mm-hmm. and then. They start, obviously, like you guys try to work together at first, but then it doesn't happen, and they start opposing you. So story three, they're well, really messing with you. We'll, well see. Sorry, go ahead, Joy. And, I mean, you can also have human, basically, bounty hunters trying to rescue this princess, too. All right, if he's the mayor, he's putting out a bounty. So And yep. and then you've got potential veil breaches going on. Which, granted, are less a big deal in the Wild West, but it's still something to think about, yeah. Muddying the water. Mm-hmm. Like, now you got... Human bounty hunters, you know, for lack of a better term, but mm-hmm. you know, human outlaws, but yeah, yeah, roaming around looking for the princess. So that could be an extra wrinkle. Well, you can think about it this way: if you're going to go with the the opposing bounty hunter faction, you know, don't don't put all of that in the one basket. Don't view this as as four separate stories. Think about this as a movie, you know. So introduce them earlier. So you know you know you know these guys. You met these guys maybe story one, maybe maybe story two even. You've met them. You've seen they're a little bit of a problem, or they're jerks, or they're dicks, or something. Then you lead into the confrontation, so it means more. So it's not all is self-contained. Like forcing interaction at the bar, right? Things get out of hand because it's wild west. Yeah, maybe a little brawl. So you can do your barroom brawl. Yep. You know, you know maybe they uh, listen. I reckon we can work together. We can split this bounty. Ain't no reason to come to call a fight and trading bullets over this. So look, we got a lead. You meet us in this canyon around midnight. We'll go take care of them, and there ain't nothing fucking there. <laughs> Stand you up, right? Right. You know, there's just they send you away in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. So you've already established an antagonistic relationship. So when things, you know, when the lead starts flying, you know, and, and they take out these and these uh, the opponent, they've earned it. Right. You know, it's going to feel better that way. Rather than it's, I just met this guy and I don't like his face, so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he looks funny. <laughs> right. That's that's just smashing a Goomba. Right. We're going back to Mario. Oh, yeah. You know, you stretch it out. It's like beating the Hammer Brothers. You know, those motherfuckers killed you 20 times. You finally got them. <laughs> that feels better, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the sun. Didn't, didn't lose your fire flower. You're good. Whatever was the sun. Yep. The sun level. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> This is so harder Mar- than the than Bowser. So Mario thing works, right? <laughs> it does. I, I don't know. Everyone knows. <laughs> everyone knows Mario one. I don't know if Joey does. I know some of it. Dun, 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 dun. Come on. But I mean, sun level. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that's quite ways in. That's yeah, like Mario. level six, I think, or something. I think it's Mario three. <laughs> oh, is it? oh, that is Mario three. <laughs> that's like, way that's ways in. That's I'm way like, in I don't there. Know. That's like a decade me. in, man. <laughs> that's past the Wild West game. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you that's like the Civil War one. game. Sorry, I played three a lot more than one. <laughs> that's fine, but so you know you, you've got that antagonist, but you don't. You got to keep in mind is you know you look at it as one long story as opposed to because you're only doing four, mm-hmm. right? So look at it all as one large story you're telling little bits at a time. Right. You know, and there's, and again, there's plenty of what we talked about. There's just room for Monster of the Week shit. Mm-hmm. But if you know you're only telling a finite amount of, you know, if it's only going to be four, or it's only going to be six. Develop the antagonist early. Yeah. So that, so it feels not like a Goomba you're smashing. Exactly. You know, make it. it, make it earned. 
and you know look at I think look at that at that point as a four part story like one story broken into four parts rather than four individual stories mm-hmm. because at the end of four it's done okay right make mm-hmm. it a single adventure so you can you know here we meet him here at this point you can you know two two three beats later at this point is a story and a half later you can resolve that conflict even if the story in between isn't necessarily about them you've already established them right so they're not strangers hmm never thought of it that way I think it helps, you know, again, make that lasting impression, make the victory feel earned, and, you know, make you really want to get them. So that makes it almost so I should show off the final boss earlier. And that's up to you. I don't know. I like the big ta-da reveal, like mm-hmm. the curtain drops and there's It was, or the... it could, like, it could be someone you met, but you just yeah. didn't know. Right. Well, I like that. I really do. And at that, yeah, like maybe the deputy mayor or something. Ooh. Someone who's been the helping sheriff. you. He's the or sheriff. the sheriff. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Yeah. The someone... marshal, I guess it would be, because yeah. it's Wild West. Right. He's the marshal. So, like, when the reveal hits, you're like, oh, you motherfucker. Right. And this, this, and this, it goes back to what I was saying, is make that familiarity. Mm-hmm. So look at that, you're picking that up already. Because when he reveals himself to be the marshal, you're pissed. Mm-hmm. You feel betrayed. And now you really want to kill him. Yeah, because he's been dicking you around for three stories now, laughing at your ass behind the scenes. Ah, nah. <laughs> well, look at that, there you go. There's your fourth partner right there. I mean, it's pretty quick and easy. Uh, In that mindset, if you base it off of Mario. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you look at it, you know... If you simplify it and stop looking at it, you don't look at it this big thing you've got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and simplify it to that. You know, it's, okay, it's like Mario. And that's one of the things that scared me at first when I was even talking about it with you. It was just like, man, there's a lot to write, but you make it sound a lot easier. Yeah, it, you can just break it down that simple. You know, who Mario is always your players. Mm-hmm. So who's Bowser? The Marshal. Yeah. Man, now you're taking away the story. I can't even write this story now. <laughs> <laughs> you already know the outcome. Yeah, but see, you can take that... Into a different era, you know, you can take those ideas. You know, it's the same principle. Mm-hmm. No matter where your twists and turns and cul-de-sacs go, it's always the same principle. Mm-hmm. But now let's let's throw you one, okay? Because you want a you want a real chronicle. Mm-hmm. You want to, and I don't mean real like in length or anything. I mean you want to you want to do this seriously. Okay. Right? We're we're not. I mean we're gonna have our fun, but it's not. We're not making fun of the Wild West here. You want to, you know, correct? Yeah. This isn't a comedy. Right. So. I'm going to submit my character, an Iron Rider. You know, he uh, came from New York. I don't know from how long, so we don't know the year. It doesn't matter. But he's read those pulp magazines with all the gunslingers. You know, he wants to, he wants to be a big-time gunslinger. And uh, it's Jesse James, Billy the Kid, man. That's his MO. You know, he's he's a glass walker. So he's Iron well, Rider. Iron Rider. So I, uh, you're, you got me. Okay. Um, you know, so he's going to have a cool gunslinger name, too. He's going to be Lightning Jack. Lightning Jack Eastwood. Okay. Oh, boy. And see see that reaction? <laughs> you don't want that guy in your group. No, I mean, the, the character. You're looking at that and you're rolling your eyes. I just watched this happen. Yeah, you did. The disgust <laughs> on Joey's face in particular was nice. <laughs> it's like I just forced fed her a burger. <laughs> um, so what do you do? Change it. <laughs> but uh, I like it. It's about me. I'm Clint Eastwood's great-grandfather now. Oh, Jesus. So, let's meet him halfway. Okay. Right? Let's let's guide that bad idea into something that's not going to irritate everyone and pull them out of the game every time. Right? And by by the way I was acting, clearly, I'm going to lean on this pretty fucking hard. Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I wanted to give that impression. So, let's... So, 
your player's super, super happy about a really bad idea. Yes. Okay. See so, what I'm doing so how there? Could, how can we fix this as a storyteller? Yeah, let's let's lead into that and find a way. All right. And you go, okay, what if, all right, it's um, Lightning Jack. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's as little as bad. <laughs> but so let's, let's, let's take Jack away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's, Lightning McQueen? Let's take Jack off the table. And uh, we got Lightning, we got Eastwood. What? Right. What, what would we do with this? Um, Throw it in the bin. <laughs> but see, I, I want to, I, let's try to preserve some of it, right? So maybe, um, okay, what East Wind? Lightning East Wind. Lightning of the East Wind. Oh, okay. Lightning in the East Wind. And then Jack Eastwood could be his stupid Hobbit name. Oh, there you go. His Garrow name, however, right? So he gets kind of what he wants. Mm-hmm. You know? Which makes more sense, especially if he's going out west, so he's lightning from the East Wind. Yeah, hopefully the player accepts that. But I mean, what do you think? It's not just, a bad way just, to turn it around. Yeah, it's a repair job for, you know, something this yeah. guy wants. Yeah. It's not bad. And then, so how would you deal with the backstory of the whole, he's the grandson or well, grandpa of Eastwood or something? Yeah, we hear clearly he isn't. You know? Right. <laughs> I mean. I, I think you got to, like, write your backstory as your backstory and not your future, you know? Yeah, and then that is probably the best way to handle that part of it. So, but I'm Clint Eastwood's grandpa. Well, here's the problem. Is that, you know, Clint Eastwood's grandfather had to be alive long enough to have had Clint Eastwood's father. Mm-hmm. And there's no guarantees in this game. Yeah. So maybe that's a possibility. But right now, this is your story. Who the fuck is Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Okay. That, 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 uh, you know, that's, this, that's a problem for the, the, the casting director of Dirty Harry. <laughs> and like. The backstory isn't about. No, it's certainly not about the future. What he's going to do or not going to do. But you can see that popping up in a game that's set in the past. Yes. To where someone could grasp on to the idea of mm-hmm. the precursor to something they thought was cool. Right. I'm Gene Simmons' great great grandfather. Okay. Congratulations. But you know, it maybe. Means nothing. Wasn't always nothing. Like, you don't have but, to now, like, but now you're a guru. And yeah, you, you don't need to deal with this life, not right, not the past yeah. that's already been written. You, you don't have to like kiss to acknowledge they were a big deal. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> saying that <laughs> you just hate on Gene Simmons. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying that has that has literally nothing to do with this character's backstory. Exactly. But if it's something that again in these past type games, if it's something that the player wants to grab onto, you're gonna have to deal with that one way or another. Mm. You can't get around it by just pretending they're not going to lean on it. Because if they came up with it, they're going to want to lean on it. But so you, you can't have to... let them lean on it in the first Chronicle, because you need to build... Yeah, you can't let them lean on no, it. No, because the first Chronicle, you need to build the relationship of what their pack's going to be like. Exactly, who that character is. And that's the other thing, too, is you can point out to them. Because this is probably a new player coming up with this idea. Yeah. In a million years, I don't expect Danny to come up with this plan. It sounds like a new player idea. Right, but that can be a pitfall, so we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, first of all, I mean, they're going to grab onto it. So you, you work with them to give them something better, mm-hmm. something else they can latch onto. You know, lightning, lightning of the east wind, which again is not... It's not going to win any awards. No, it's not. It's, it's hardly my best work ever, but you're taking what's there and slightly tweaking it to make it something else. Mm-hmm. And right. that's the point. You know, you can always earn a new deed name. 
Right. <laughs> and I'm stuck with Jack Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I mean, in the Wild West, who knows what you are, and you can change it when you when you go. This is true. There's probably hardly any documentation. So, so. Right? And, you know, <laughs> it's always good to point out, and, and we know this, that where your story begins and where your story ends, those are very different fucking places. Right. And your players are at very different places in their I, I, character I, build. Exactly. You know, I knew an asshole. I, I knew a guy. Sat down at our table. It called his first character Billy Mays. Oh, boy. Yeah. Can you believe that, Tom? Mm-hmm. Can you? A little bit. Yeah? A fucking asshole actually did that. <laughs> wonder who that was. Yeah, I wonder, Tom. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And how long did that last? Five seconds. <laughs> I, I mean, really? What, like a game? Maybe two? It was the trial game. Was it just the trial game? It was just the trial game. Okay. It was you feeling me out. <laughs> Gross. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bunch of dinner, so. It was a nice evening. I don't cheapen it. There was wine. <laughs> burgers. Oh, boy. And there was burgers. Yeah, that casual blue, man. That was good stuff. Oh, don't remind me of that. Not right now. I'm hungry. But... <laughs> I had I had to. Oh, it's fair. I completely forgot I did that until you just brought that up. Yeah, a little embarrassed, huh? Yeah, a little bit. But see, that changed real quick as you started playing. Right. So there well, you go. Well, because we all know my background. I had a mindset of D&D coming into this. And when I played D&D, I was a problem player because that game is hard to take seriously. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It I really, don't disagree really with you at all. <laughs> It's it's not story. It's just how big can how big is your sword and how quick can you swing it. It's mm-hmm. that's all it is. So it's eh. that was my mentality going. Oh, it's just another tabletop game like D and D. Yeah, and then you played a game, one game, one game, and then I went, oh, I'm gonna like this. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to this than I thought, and so that's where I'm going with that. You know, hopefully you, you show them this is the game. It's not what you think it is, and they're gonna take it more seriously. Okay, now I have always asked you this question and you have yet to provide a satisfactory answer to me. I don't know which one of us is the asshole on this one. (laughs) Because of the way you said satisfactory, I feel like I've probably answered it several times. (laughs) What is your social security number? (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, you will answer me this time. Like, okay. So, I wrote a story for you. In the manner that I write. Yes. Which is story format. Yes, like uh, like something that would show up in, in, a, in a magazine or something. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, paragraphs, you yeah, know, it, dialogue. Yes, a traditional setting for someone reading a story. Someone, she, she wrote fiction. Yes. And said, here is a story I wrote. Um, and then you took that and changed it into a story for games. Yes. How do you do that? Okay, you know what? I'm going to answer it this time. Oh, thank Christ. <laughs> this is, I'm going to sit back and listen. This, this, is, this is the episode good. to do that. And yes. I'm sorry, by the way, <laughs> that I haven't properly answered that before. Okay. Well, I was expecting he came back with, here was your bullet points, and it wasn't enough. <laughs> no. Um, first of all, for, for my scripts, mm-hmm. I break it down more like a play. Okay. So I'll, I'll go through your stuff, and um, I will grab you know the setting. Okay. And so that'll be up top because it's the first thing you get to a new location. I'm get, I've described to you guys what's going on. Mm-hmm. I do that all the fucking. I mean, your guys are so used to that by now. You mm-hmm. right, realize right. I do it. <laughs> it's every fucking time. You know, I'll grab the character details 
right? Mm-hmm. And I'll copy that. That'll go into a line usually accompanied by their first piece of dialogue. Okay. You know, find their voice or whatever. But again, standard fair, Tom? Standard fair. You know, and then I'll give a, a shorthand for their name. Okay. You know, just do like either uh, initials or whatever and, you know, semicolon or a parentheses and there's the dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, break down again just like a play with that. Um, action scenes, you know, you, you have the stats or you'll have like uh, bullet points of maybe things the enemy will want to do mm-hmm. based on what was written. Okay. And then, you know, I'll have my, my uh, back sheet, which will have the stats. Okay. You know, I always put the stats for stuff on the end of a uh, of a script. Usually you can take a page break. Okay. So hopefully it's just one clear page of any stats or anything I might need on hand. So I could just have this over here to the side, maybe tape it to my sheet or prop it up a little bit. Okay. I'm going to tape it to the screen, excuse me, but you're, you're with me here. Yep. <laughs> so now... Like in the story that I wrote for you, it was it was well defined what the NPCs were going to be doing, and I took liberties as to what the players did because I was writing a piece of fiction. Right. And you know, I knew where I needed them to be, when they needed to be there, and what they had to do when they got there mm-hmm. to flesh out this piece of fiction. Right. How do you deal with that in game? Great question. And now that's what you did mm-hmm. is a bad idea okay. for scripting a game because you can't be that rigid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you took the control of the players away. Right. And you can do that when you're writing your own thing. But if you think they're going to play ball, have you met this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody ruined your entire story. Just the last two. Yeah, yeah it was just the last two. And it turned out great anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's the great point, you know, is you got to be prepared for these guys to do what they're going to do. Right. And you can guide in a direction. You know, you can, you can say like, oh, man, the mines are crazy these days, you know, that people are getting hurt or, you know, what's the textile factory? Yeah. It wasn't the mines. Uh, so, but what, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, the factories, you know, there are extra shifts and there's shifty people coming in. And that can be enough, but if that's not what they end up doing. Then we're screwed. Then know your story. You know, have maybe an alternate thing or even uh, something that'll that'll swoop them back around. Yeah. You know, like uh, maybe, oh, you do end up in the mine. They decide to go to the mines. You know, they've heard rats leading a rebellion down there. Let's go see rat. And they get waylaid by an encounter and, and they see, uh, oh, it's a crate from this textile factory. And there's a fucking weapon in here. Mm. What the shit is this? We can see rat in a minute. Gotcha. And hopefully that's where it leads, you know. I'm looking over at Tom, and he's like, eh, maybe. <laughs> I'd still finish the thing. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> well, well, I don't know the preface to the story. That's totally fair. <laughs> so, I mean, but it just you just told me we took a thing, and we wanted to go deal with Rat, and then all of a sudden I found a weapon in a textile crate. Well, if I know nothing about this textile crate. No, story, no, you're right. You, you, I didn't this get was, the, whole yeah, pre- this was, the whole premise of this. <laughs> yeah, this was not a story you participated in. No. So, it's, yeah, that was no help. Fine. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, the... Um, the the big boss was actually in the textile factory. Okay, so you're just and trying to lead them to that. Yeah, the whole story was leading them to the textile factory. Well, you can do what he like. He said you can make sure something's planted, and no matter what direction they go, to take them there. Mm-hmm. And again, they don't always. You know, I think it was something I I, I might have said this in Discord today. Is you know you you know it, it, we all know the old adage you know you can lead a horse to water you can't make them drink. Yeah. But you can feed them crackers. 
<laughs> which will make them want to drink. <laughs> <laughs> right? I can't make you drink, but I can make you thirsty. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> okay. you know, you pepper that shit in. But you do have to be prepared for the idea that they are not going to play ball. They're not going to do what you want. And in the real world example, when I ran that story, and again, thank you for doing that. Oh, you're Because I was creatively fucked. Yeah. I was yeah. so burnt out at the time. It was um, the end of two years yeah. of 26-part chronicles. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Run every other week. Wow. So, yeah, I was I always... I gave up after, like, six months. I was always writing a script, and I was just completely burnt. Right. But, I mean, you and I were, were every week on the phone coming up with scripts. Oh, yeah, we'd churn stuff out. You know? Yeah. This, this was back when she was my assistant storyteller, so I'd bounce ideas off her... If I if I got like kind of blocked, mm-hmm. we just hash it out, which was it was a good team. It was, and then you know you were doing that four parter. Yep. Um, you know, two if by Umbra or whatever. It well, was. I think that was the the terrible name of that particular story. Because <laughs> tales of the four wins, because it was yeah. a four parter in four separate. The, the whole premise is they got lost in the Umbra. Ooh. They were yeah. cubs. They got hit with an umbral storm. Woke up in Pangea. Didn't know how to leave. Good luck. Yeah. Left, but left wrong and ended up in the scar. Which is my story. Yeah. Hmm. So I had to write a story about scar. Isn't that the one where you made people cry? Yes. It's the one. Yeah. And again, that's why I brought it up because they ran from the final encounter. They Benny healed that shit. Wow. They were running around the room with him chasing. They were avoiding conflict. Wow. Yeah. How do you handle that? Right? Well, he's attacking. He's not. The Benny Hill music has not deterred him. <laughs> <laughs> were there doors? Was it like Scooby-Doo, too? There, there actually were doors. Oh, wow. Because um, the one behind his, like, he had one in the back of his office, mm-hmm. which led to a portal to the Null Zone. So it was their way out. But they had to get through him. Yeah. Right. But they didn't. They lit the factory on fire. And ran around and had him chase and outran him. Wow. Right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Kudos to them. <laughs> yeah, but like, what a bummer, you know? Yeah. yeah. So much for your third act. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And then, then like, you know, the okay and scene, game over, and the players are sitting there, and they're just, like, depressed. Because it was anticlimactic, because they ran. Well, not only that, but the story she wrote, you know, Scar's a great place to be. Right. I, I like to describe it as very Dickensian in London. Mm-hmm. Just, you know... Depressing. Extremely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's depressing for Dickensian in London. And she did such a good job hitting the mood that they were bummed out. And, ready? Their dice were ice cold the whole night. Oh. Two botches, that story. Mm-hmm. One of them got webbed up by a sentry. And once they eventually killed the thing, and we're talking like six turns, a combat on one enemy. Wow. They go to free the guy. Botched the roll to rip the webs and take out a chunk of his thigh. Wow, those are really cold dice. Yeah. I hope they got yeah. buried in the backyard. <laughs> and I mean, look, they could, I mean, you can heal that. That's, you can mother's touch it, fine, it's a downtime. You can tend to the wound. They're not getting shot at. But the fact that it happened at all mm-hmm. is, is already demoralizing. Yeah. You know? So they're like, we're not rolling dice. They're like, we're running. Yeah. You know, the thing with the textile factory, how it, you know, mm-hmm. they, they blew it up. Not with explosives. Element. Well, that's smart. Start firing a textile thing. Yeah. Yeah. In a Dickensian London child labor textile factory. He blew off his legs. Oh, boy. Yes. So, like, bad idea genes 
on top of ice cold dice. On well, top of obviously the fire roll wasn't that ice cold, but <laughs> <laughs> well, what's it got to be? It's yeah, all the, all the particles in the air. Yeah. yeah, you only need one at that point. You know, uh, on top of Dickensian and London and a horribly depressing story. Yeah, I'd be coming out of that pretty sad too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless the final encounter, I did something amazing, but... Well, you ran, in this case. <laughs> I wouldn't. Have, you but. said, no thanks, I need to leave. I need an adult. <laughs> I like my final encounters, I wouldn't have ran. Yeah, so, I mean, it was like, your story was a resounding success, sort of. Because you were like, yeah, your players wanted to, like, you know... Oh, yeah, uh, they, they... they... They were... They needed, like, a blanket. They needed a trauma blanket. They really, really, really did. It was part three. I've been sitting here going, what was the third? What was the other Yeah, realm? no. That was... started in the Battlegrounds. Yeah. Battlegrounds, Pangea, Scar, Weirdo Pocket Realm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they needed a trauma blanket after the Scar, which was great. It, it was. It would have <laughs> been great. You did a good job. Thank you. It would have been great if their characters were depressed. And not the players. And not the players. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. So, and here's where it comes to my issue now, where I still want to write a story for this guy. I can't even bounce ideas off of him because he's going to be my player. Right. Yeah, that gets rough. Yeah. So it's like I have really no one to turn to to bounce an idea off of. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's a problem I deal with now because... Yeah, you lost your... Yeah, that's my, I, I was my fucking assistant storyteller. I can't talk to anybody Well, either. didn't she help you out a lot in the guilty as well? Or a just bit. a little bit? A little yeah. Bit. I mean... Well, you came to me with the guilty. Yeah, with we, the idea. We talked about it. Yeah, and she, she helped with the vampire aspect of it because I didn't want to do vampire. I wanted to do a good job with them. Yeah. You know, like I know on my own, before I did any research or consulted her, off the top of my head, five or six things that vampires can do, and it's all interchangeable. Hmm. Which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's Because is that how government work? Mm-mm. Nah. So let's just assume the same thing, right? So, yeah. like, it'd be like me going, okay, well, um, Lambent Flame, Balefire, Fenris Bite. Garo has all those, right? Hmm. <laughs> oh, and boy. I, <laughs> and I made a point to include Balefire in that, you mm-hmm. know, because I don't know the difference between the different factions. <laughs> well, at least you had someone to lean on for that. Right. Well, and I knew I did. Yeah. And, and for the vampires, I was typing Fast and Furious Word documents. Of, you know, things they could do. Cheat sheets. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, okay, they can do this, that, and the other, and this is what that does. This is what it looks like. And then I did, and to be fair, I did a fair amount of research my own self. Oh, yeah. You know, I I got the the core book Mm -hmm. and the, what, the New Orleans, it was was New Orleans by Night. That's not what it's called. Well, a lot of their books are. I I know a lot of them, but it's called something, there's something else in that title. But the okay. new it was a New Orleans book. Okay. <laughs> to to help a little bit, I didn't use any of those fucking characters. I don't think. But no. I wasn't gonna. I didn't want to cross metas. Eh. Yeah. I don't know enough. It would have been irresponsible. Right. I just remember you called her eleventh hour when I crapped on your story. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You stepped outside. Yeah. Well, again, that was. But what do I do here? I know. Yeah, it was a big moment. It had never happened. I had, in that way, and I had never designed a chronicle that way before. So, you know, it was like, I'm so proud of this work, and the ending is so important to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know. Yeah, yeah. no, there there was a, a later in the evening phone call of, oh, crap, oh, crap. Yeah. 
And I was like, no, man. Yeah, it's like, I can't. It's, yeah. it's not about me. Right. I, in fact, it was, I don't want to be a part of a game. Yeah. That ends up being about the storyteller's ego. Yeah. And it was one of those, would it work? Well, yeah, it would work. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. Like, really well. Yeah. Disturbingly like, well. Amazingly, <laughs> holy shit, well. Go me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, next time, don't write a big meat of vampires in a cave that can be engulfed in water. <laughs> yeah, well. Was wasn't a cave, to be clear. And there was a reason for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it could, they couldn't light it on fire. That's true. That was yeah. the goal. And Remember if it were... gets flooded, they don't need to breathe. Right? Okay, so it's fair on their part. Yeah, it was, it was an intelligent decision when you had Garu actively lighting the city on fire. Fair. You know, Sekman took out, what, like, five safe houses and an orphanage? <laughs> and an orphanage. I love the orphanage. He was wrong on that one, right? But... Yeah. It was a judgment call. He but was, was wrong. But that was kind of the point. Is he was coming unhinged. Oh, yeah. This is not the topic. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry we don't carry away there. But, yeah, so, like, laying it out on paper has always been my difficulty. Because I know how to write a piece of fiction. Right. But I don't know how to deal with when, you know, players turn left. Well, and that's the thing. Is, you know, again, you can't control them. You can guide them. You can hope for the best. Mm-hmm. But you can't make them do a thing, Yeah. per se. You can't have an elder go, you have to do it. But ultimately, if they do it or not, it's up to them. Right. You know, they lie about it. They, they just don't, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking it's a roll of the dice, sometimes literally. So you can control what you've written. You can control how you steer them. So when you're, you know, you write your first format, like your, your story format, mm-hmm. you just... You pull the shit where they do. Okay. Anything with, you know, Crimson Ghost said gets erased. Because I, I don't know that he says that. Mm. You can't prove it. Right. But you can set up things if they were. Mm-hmm. You can ask leading questions or present a situation where the natural response would be like, oh, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, because if that's where you want them to be, well, you know, have the little girl fall over her and start crying. Gotcha. Feed, feed the cracker. Yep. That was a vaguely racist. <laughs> No, feed him the cracker. Well, feed them the cracker, not feed the cracker. <laughs> I think he did say feed the cracker, but I heard feed the cracker. It. Whatever, honky. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going there. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay quiet now. <laughs> you know what I meant by it. And you're the cracker in this scenario, so feed him the cracker. Feed them the cracker. Exactly. You know? Okay. So, like. If a person is writing a script for a game, mm-hmm. they have the ideas, and they're sitting down, you know, they, they know who Bowser is, they know who the Koopas are, they know who the Hammer Brothers are, they've got it all diagrammed out on a napkin. Sure. And then you, you're saying to go in and just write, like, the dialogue from the NPCs, that needs to be said. That needs to be said, yeah. Okay. Because, look, there's stuff that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. The stuff, castle's to the left. Right. The stuff that would be helpful if they learned. Yeah, they put a bunch of mines in that yard. Mm. The stuff that they don't necessarily need, which is good character building. You know, my uncle died there last week trying to storm the place. Okay. You know, 
and then who knows what else. But those, it's kind of the, you want to break it down into those three things. Gotcha. You know, the, the necessary, the helpful, and the world building, just in general. It'll now, make this more real. Now, would you say that, like, color coding those would you be c- helpful? You could say that. Okay. You, you know, you might find that helpful. Okay. You know, A-plus type personality. <laughs> <laughs> See, so the, like, the plus, because the regular A ain't good enough. Trust no. me, I've known her a long time. So, like... A's are for, A stands for A loser. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, um, so, like, you know, the stuff that needs to be said is, like, red. The stuff that could be said, you know, or should be said is, like, yellow. And the stuff that's, like, character building is, like, blue. Sure. I don't know why you didn't go with green. You had a motif setting up there. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was waiting for the green. She said blue. I know. <laughs> no, because, like, green is go, so, like... Fuck with her expectations here. See? Shut it down. I know. <laughs> so it's just shocking. You actually have to write. You work in, you know, they're left if they take left. They're right if they take right. They're back if they go back. Well, you can... I think that's over-preparing. Um, it's having an idea, you know, in the case of the scar, you know, it, it's doing your homework. You know, mm-hmm. you pop open Umbra, Umbra 2, Umbra 20, give it a name. You know, the scar has rules, the scar has things going on. So you know that, you know, there's a, there's a resistance that's led by rat. You know that there's a problem with the textile factory. You know that there's a tram that will go directly to Malfi's. Oh, boy. And if you get on that motherfucker... And you manage not to get killed by the guards, you will not come back. You are having a, a bad rest of whatever. Right. You know, you know that shit. So if you've done your homework, you know, it's okay. Well, if they're not going this path, we'll go this way and see what Rat's up to. Um, and obviously we're not trying to make this very linear. We're gonna we want the players to keep their their agency. Their, yeah, the way they want to go. But you also have a story to tell, and you want to keep them on track, but yet you don't want to take away their freedom. You know, I think there's there's very little, and maybe you guys can back me up on this because I'm not a player, but in my mind there's very little more irritating to a player, and I mean a player of anything, is to lose control of your character or to, to lose that agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's turning a player character into an NPC. You to know? an extent, yeah. It's like, if I can't pick where my character is going... You're just there to roll dice. Yeah. Yeah, and it's one of those, here, take the character sheet. Why do I need this? Yeah, that's a great point. You know? Yeah, and I mean, that translates into everything. Mm -hmm. You know, you're playing a a video game, and you get put to sleep in the game. Yeah. It's like, fuck you, I want to play. Right. (laughs) What do you mean I'm asleep for five seconds? I want my fucking five seconds back. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to make me sit here like an asshole. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you get mad. You, you yeah. used to, yeah, you know. So it's have the idea, have it at least written down in case they take that route. Yeah, be aware. Okay. You know, and it's, it's also, you remove the Umbra Realm from it, okay? Because that's something you can open the book and read. Right. I'll take, yeah. like, my Wild West aspect to it. Like, they need to go to the train. The princess is on that train. Mm-hmm. But they don't know that, so they're going to go to this adjoining station somewhere else. Okay. Um, like, say, the marshal let them off to a different city. Okay. But they needed to go to the train because she was getting put on that train. Okay. So they go to that train. Um, they, if they go, and if they're going, now, now. No, they're going to the other town. Right. Because the train she's is, at the, she's, uh, they, that's where they're supposed to go. Right. Right. But they got 
some wait, way wait. convinced to go left. Okay, so they decided. You needed yeah. them to go right. Them to they go right. Left. They decided to go left. I just wanted to make sure that was yep. clear. All right, before... Because there could have been some confusion. It would have been a different thing entirely. Right. So if you needed them to go right and they went left, so they get to this other town or this wrong train station, perhaps, mm-hmm. and there's an ambush waiting for them. Yeah. That's one way to do it. You know, um, hopefully they have the presence of mind to leave one alive to question. If they didn't, hopefully... They had the presence of mind to search their enemies for, like, money and bullets. It will find the note that one of these idiots should have burned and was told to in the telegram, but didn't. <laughs> so there's a way of still redirecting you, them. Yeah, you can still redirect them. Hope, and, if they, and if that didn't happen, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> they will, uh, you know, use their senses and sniff around. And, oh, one of them, these guys, smells like the perfume of one of the daughters. Which you, you, you caught that scent before in the mayor's house in the first place. So you can follow that scent back to point X. And then if, if none of those, fuck, man, I don't... <laughs> it just, it just ended. <laughs> yeah, just she, She's gone now. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. Th- there's three or four. Now you're investigating the, the death of the princess. Failure, yep. Failure's an option at that yeah. point. But I think that's three or four Different perfectly ways, reasonable... Yeah. Okay, Solutions. you just got to be prepped for it. Yeah. You just, so you can rattle it off because 20 years doing it. Sure. But, and, but I mean, it, and it's all basic shit. You know, that scenario, we can put that same thing in, in the Bronx in the 80s, theoretically. Yeah. Yeah. She's getting loaded into a limo somewhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, she yeah. you changed the particulars, but it's all they went left. Okay, well, it was a trap. Well, you know. Instead of a train, it's an elevated. Yeah. yeah. It's whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. It could be a speedboat. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. Very 80s. It's Miami Vice. Vice. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Crockett, he's got the information. You didn't question Crockett. He's got it on him. They don't check him. Fuck. Okay. Beat the crap out of Tubbs, though. <laughs> well, you got to watch out for him. So, you know, you, you come up with scenarios like that to maybe steer him back. Okay. Which still makes sense. I mean, it makes sense that, you know, if, if the if the sheriff, the marshal, is messing with you and is the guy behind this, he would set a trap to get rid of you. Mm-hmm. Just in case. That's not, you know. You're snooping around too much, so you're going to go over here where all my goons are. Exactly. And my goons are here and we're over here, so there's no relation. You just get killed by outlaws. It's the Wild West, motherfucker. It shit mm-hmm. happens. It's a street gang in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking 80s. What do you want? Have you seen Times Square? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crack houses and jerk-off theaters. That's all it is. Giuliani mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't fix that till later. It was a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's essentially there. Yeah, i got to make sure I have outs in case there's yeah. other directions. Yeah, and it's just keep them in mind. What if they just take a different direction that i like not even written in the script? So it's be able to think on your feet kind of thing? It's be able to, to think still on your steer feet. them back? Yeah, and, and and that's I think we've talked about that before in some of our more um, theory yeah. related storyteller episodes, where I've gone. Well, you just you gotta have to know it, and I know it's such a cop out fucking answer. That's not helpful, but it is it is a practice thing. Thinking on your feet like that to be mm-hmm. able to go, you know. I mean, how how much of these how much of these episodes do we script? Mm. <laughs> Very little, <laughs> little to nil. Yeah, right. So. Did, did I have that in the chamber? This this the answer to your question before no. we no. This whole episode right now. It, it's just I was I'm used to that. What are, what are things you can do? Yeah, and that just takes time to get used to, you know. And I think knowing that you're a new storyteller 
and you're relatively new to the system, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're going to be understanding. We're going to go easy on you. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, that's us and that's Tom. Right. What about the people listening? Because that's not necessarily, and which is why I bring up, you know, the, the Clint Eastwood's uncle yeah. or whatever. You know, it's why I bring up shit like that, because... Well, and it's one of those things, like, you know, you have to have a certain level of, of trust in your players and your storyteller, and that's just how it goes. Like, if you're going to have a welcoming and, and inclusive space, you have to have the safe place to be able to ring the bell. So, I mean, that's how I feel. Your rhetoric was losing me till you said ring the bell. I want to be. Yeah, I know. I threw that in there. Just to get you. Why is she to ring the Oh, ring the bell. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Do a good job. Yes, that part. Well, but, there's the other thing as I think about is instead of writing my own story, for me to get my feet wet, can I just dip into the books and kind of go off of that, though? You can. But not, not use it, little, you know, to the T, you know, what yeah. they writ, but just kind of go off of it. No, you, twist it my own way. You totally can, but that doesn't necessarily keep the same problems from coming up. It doesn't keep them from going left and you need to go right. Right. You know, it just helps you with the setting. And no, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, you know, I have used, despite the fact that I hate that fucking book, I have used um, Rite of Passage, several things from Rite of Passage, several times. You know, um, in fact, I, I had a lot of fun. I, I used it with you guys. You know, up in Canada with the Narthalus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's from Rite of Passage. Oh, wow. The, the Girl Hall from Rite of Passage. Um, and I did, I did something fun with this. I don't think, I, I don't know if I told you, Joey. I'm sure, I, no, I absolutely told you statistically. That's ridiculous. I'm like, what? <laughs> I just wrote a story and had a game night and never mentioned it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping secrets from me. But <laughs> Shames. So what, what I did was I decided when I came here and started the, the Michigan game that the Virginia games I ran were partially canon. Yes. She said a few years prior, mm-hmm. which changed things all by themselves. All by themselves, because now you had the, those characters. You know, the NPCs that are in the world. They they went through most everything that didn't conflict, right? Of those experiences, but they had them with a younger rest of the care. So while when they were my players, they're getting roughed up by Whiplash and get their training in the cold shoulder from Kasai. Well, now they were more peers of the Rabies and Chains. You know, they come back and it's like, oh, hey, we're visiting our old friends because there wasn't that big of a difference in us in age or experience at the time, hmm. which already changed the dynamic, which was yes. nice. You know, you have Vedoma Amen asking Butchers in the Shadows if he's still seeing Susan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, and we went up against, um, in California, um, what's his name? Like, he was driving the car. Yeah, Renaltro. Yeah. And Shroud Claw. Yeah. Yep, Shroud Claw. Yeah, yeah, who was the alpha for a while of that Virginia pack. Yeah. Who, in fact, Jasmine took <laughs> over. That was the pack that Jasmine took over. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah small world. Um, but what I did is I ran them with their first, you know, mm-hmm. I ran a version of Rite of Passage for them in the beginning because, again, it was one of those things where I don't know how long this is going to last, how much effort I want to put into. Right. You know, much like with your four-parter. I didn't know if we were going to keep doing it, so I don't want to invest myself too much and get too excited. Mm-hmm. So what I decided is I would do a version of that for, for, you know, for this game here, but I would alter the premise. Okay. Is that instead of the, uh, the Slate of Claw pack from the Virginia games doing it, 
it was another pack I had written in called the Lost Woods Pack. Mm-hmm. And they were slightly less experienced than, than, than the group here, than Tom and Danny. Mm-hmm. And um, they fucked up. They did a bad job. So they had run that story that I originally wrote for the Virginia game. Okay. The NPCs did it. Okay. Yep. Lost Woods Pack runs this story, does a bad job. Mm-hmm. They come back going, yeah, we smashed this place up good. And they didn't get any information. They didn't, <laughs> they did nothing. They scared some humans away and broke some construction equipment. Okay. Big damn heroes. <laughs> so now everyone's mad because, you know, the Sept, his, they got a bad name because mm-hmm. he went over there to the, the Sept of the Winter Wolf's territory and did nothing. The Sept of the Winter Wolf is pissed because they did nothing and just made a mess to where before no one knew there were Garu. Now people know there were Garu there. So we're under attack. Oh, boy. Because guess what? They were followed back to the set because they're idiots. <laughs> so the spin was now these guys, you know, had to go in and clean up the mess of this Lost Woods pack. Okay. I was kind of proud of the angle. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, what if It was someone, a fun story. Yeah, what if they failed that mission and someone has to go clean up their mess? Well, the players will be the one cleaning up that mess. That's... I think that's a neat take, like, removing it one standard deviation. Like, because normally when you think about somebody screwing up a situation, you, you're automatically defaulting to the Cubs. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the PCs. Yeah. You know, they're the ones who are most likely going to fuck it up. Yes. But you made it another group. Another group of Cubs. And so the players had to go in and kind of control the situation. Yeah. And, and they were chosen and they were not treated the same as these idiots who screwed up. Because that first four-parter, the Rabies and Chains, happened to have been there. So they knew these guys. They didn't have a whole world of faith in them. But they at least knew them, and they knew they were competent. Now, were you going to fudge the numbers and reroute it so that the players couldn't mess it up? Or were you going to allow them to fail as well? Oh, I'll always allow. Always allow for the possibility of failure. How much leeway I give really depends. And um, first of all, the the experience of the group. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you don't you get brand new players. You know, uh, and by the time we ran that story, um, was Snowball's Chance? Mm-hmm. Or was that the original name? Doesn't yeah, that's matter. What, that's what it was called, Snowball's okay. Chance. Yeah. Um, by the time I, I, you know, they was their third chronicle. Yeah, this was just right after the guilty. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was fresh off the guilty because yep. you guys were at the summer rain. Yep, it was part of the bargain. Yep. Had I run it the first four, I probably would have, it would have been very hard for them to fail. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you know, if they had come back without, you know, grabbing the info out of the computer. Mm-hmm. It had been his third, fourth game, Tom's third or fourth game ever. I don't expect him to to think, to, to know that he would that he should do that. Gotcha. You know, I think it's a little bit unrealistic when no one has mentioned a computer the entire fucking history of the game so far. Mm-hmm. You know, if he was told, make sure to check for a computer, and he didn't, well, that's a different thing. Gotcha. But to take the agency to go, I need to look at this, mm-hmm. and hey, it's going to help solve some mysteries. Mm-hmm. We're going to hint you there, we're going to push you in that direction, we're going to make it easy for you to do it. You had to figure it out. You decided that. Yeah. You did recon and said, there's probably something important here. But that's the difference that a couple of Chronicles make. Gotcha. Well, that it. For now. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll come back and do more storyteller oh. episodes. What? For sure. There's so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
Um, so yeah, if you guys, uh, you guys are good. I'm good. We we can leave for now. That's a lot of information for me. All right, we can leave it there for now. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those. I'm glad you finally answered my question. Oh, me too. You did. Yeah. Finally, after years and years. <laughs> it only took a podcast to do it. Yeah. Hey, you know. It's like now that I don't have any free time to write scripts. Hey, look at that. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> Kicking the craw. Oh, all right. Well, you know, if um, if you like what you heard, don't kick us in the craw. Instead, go to uh, iTunes, give us a five star rating because we like five stars. It's a number we can count to, and uh, it really helps us out in the back end of things, behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> you got it, Tom. <laughs> I did you, it. You had the fingers going on everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's a great help to get other people, you know, uh, to hear. Hear the podcast too, and hopefully they'll enjoy it as much as you do. Hopefully they'll enjoy it more, because that would be cool. Then you can do like this keeping up with the Joneses thing, and you like get real competitive over who likes the podcast better. <laughs> but yeah, you, you you just need to do the five stars. You know, you can write something. You can write something heartfelt. You can tell us, you know, what your favorite breakfast cereal is. Doesn't matter. You can. Um, it's about this. Mm-hmm. Tell us your favorite Christmas movie. Oh. Die Hard. Favorite Halloween movie. Halloween will be over. That's on the stairs. Oh, good call. Yeah. Christmas right. movie. Yep, Christmas movie. Die Hard. <laughs> That's totally. mine. Totally. <laughs> There's three votes right there for Die Hard. Three for Die Hard. Uh, Lethal Weapon's a close second. It opens with Jingle Bell Rock. Fight me. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. It is fair. I wonder how many are going to say Home Alone. None. We'll, fi- we'll find out, huh? Mm-hmm. Guys? We'll find out? Uh Another great way to uh, help us out is we have those shopping portals on our homepage. And uh, what is that homepage, Tom? How do you? Rageacrosstheinternet.com. That is it. Rageacrosstheinternet.com. You can go there, and there's the Amazon portal and the portal to Drive Through RPG. Yes. So if you're looking to expand your book selection, or if you're looking to just buy anything, it's the Christmas season. Exactly. You know, if you if you do your shopping through there, you know it forces Jeff Bezos to give us a little money. <laughs> doesn't charge you anymore but it pulls out of his pocket and you know that's always a good day yeah i, I feel like that's reason enough to do it frankly mm-hmm. i do it if i don't even like the show it's gonna eh, cost <laughs> bezos some money yeah <laughs> if um you know somebody you know if you know anybody share the word about the podcast obviously and uh, remember we have a youtube channel now which we're uploading the old episodes uh two a week i believe till we catch up yeah and then we got some other stuff brewing in the future but that's future talk I know there are people who, they, they want it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. You're welcome. Um, of course, uh, it is getting cold outside. So what better way to stay warm than with your own Rage Across the Internet hoodie? That hoodie is really nice. If you have one. Yep. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> and, like, it gets better after you wash it. Like, it's great to begin with, but as you, you know, put it through the laundry... Because sometimes clothes don't launder well, and it's not good. But this one just gets, like, better. It gets more comfortable. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. So I was really excited about that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hey, if hoodies aren't your thing, you know, what probably is your thing is coffee. Yes. We, we got coffee mugs. <laughs> we got coffee mugs, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we got a whole bunch of shit there. Come check us out. Um, and I know, I know I'm getting that look. I understand. I skipped Cubs Corner. We do have a Cubs Corner. So I'm going to pivot corner. real quick back to that. And 
Fucking smirk on Tom's face. Oh, he is what? so satisfied. <laughs> Porter's getting put in his place. <laughs> I'm going to be satisfied. <laughs> Phrasing. Oh. So, hey, let's uh, take a buzz for the Kazi back to Cubs quarter. What do we got? What's with the oral history? How come no guru in the last millennia decided to write a book, make a travel guide for Umbra Realms, or open a wiki on Glasswalker's internet? Well, it's interesting you brought that up. <laughs> I know. And I actually expected this one last week. <laughs> but we learned last week over the Glasswalker episode that some asshole Glasswalkers did do that at one exactly point in time. Exactly all of that. They, yeah. they did all of that. Maybe not the wiki. God, we can't prove what was on Glasswalker. No, we can't prove it's on GW.net, but we also know that... I mean, I'm not sure there were wikis then. No, but there had to be something on GW.net. Like a fact, maybe some asking yeah. art. Yeah, yeah. GeoCities page with some... Right. Like banana gifts or some shit. A web ring. Oh, the banana gift. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, they, they did do shit like that, which um, it was a huge no-no. Because if we go back to our handy-nanny litany, the veil shall not be lifted. And they're writing books. You know, um, I shouldn't be able to go to the Old Town Library and get my copy of How to Work the Umbra. <laughs> because then I know what the Umbra is. And, and I know that werewolves are real. And, and now everyone else does. I was just about to say How to Be a Guru Guide 101. <laughs> right? You know. Cairns. Where and how? <laughs> oh, boy. A map of where to win this war. You know, they, they literally have written books of their history. But they were, I mean, we're, we're focusing on that. That was a mistake. Yeah, it was. It was. It's, it's, and the rest of the nation doesn't do that aggressively because, again, right. the veil shall not be lifted. You know, the idea that, you know, we make these jokes here with the idea that you could go to a library somewhere. Or even the potential, or even that this book could yeah. exist. That you, you know, a guy who dies and in his fucking backpack is is a book telling you where all the cairns he's been to are. Exactly. That's devastating. Mm-hmm. That might lose the war in a night. And it doesn't matter if it's in some obscure code, because you Codes know, can be broken. Somebody out there is thinking, well, if I if I keep a, a journal, it's going to be encoded. Well. Codes are meant to be broken. And now that said, because we established there there was a precedent, at least at least once, One. yeah, for the glass walkers. Maybe that's a story hook. Is that some asshole wrote a book? He got his. Don't mm-hmm. worry. But um, turns out we didn't destroy all the copies, and there's like four left, and we need to get a hold of them. You know, that could be a chronicle. That could be hell. Um, the Chronicle of the Black Labyrinth is is a book that you can buy. Mm-hmm. It, it's super meta because it's a book that was published in the world of darkness. Yes. So it's not a source book. No. It, it it's it, it's not exactly a fiction book like a like a like a tribal novel or something. Mm-hmm. It, it's parts of the book that exist in the world of darkness. It, it, right. It's very meta, and it gives away certain secrets about the black spirals. And the idea was is that book was supposed to have been destroyed. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple copies floating around, maybe. It's the same idea. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's why, because Veil Breach and could be just staggering the yeah, damage it could do. And what good Garu has enough time in their day to write stuff down? That's a great point. If um, you're actually being a good Garu and trying to stop the apocalypse, you're busy. <laughs> but 
with the glass walkers, they have a gift that lets them just air type. And that's a computer. Hmm. They can air type and visualize in their mind. Again, a computer what screen. Garu has time to air type? I mean, I'll do, one, I'll do you one better. I'm going to keep the glass walkers out of this situation. How many Garu know how to read and write? It depends on how old they are, but yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, um, it, it's not, people don't talk about this. They don't think about it. Functionally but, illiterate. Yeah. You know, you're taken out of the human world, the Hamids. Especially if you're born lupus. Yeah, you're not going to be taught. Forget to about it. Right. Yeah, you know. You're pulled out of, as a Hamid, you're pulled out of in junior high. Yeah. And assuming you were a great student, you'll retain three quarters of it? Yeah. So, I mean, you'll know how to read and write. But. But it's not going to be, it's going to be at a sixth or seventh grade level. Yep. Yeah, it's probably it's your base fiction. It's the baseline of the nation, more than likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many are just completely illiterate? And yeah, forget the, the lupus. Who? Or the menace. Or the menace. Or the yeah. menace. You know, and I'm sure you try so they can kind of get by in the human world, but let's focus on the word try. You can teach, you can teach a red talon how to read Dostoevsky. Oh, they're not going to care. Well, I mean, think about it. You've got people, elders, with a sixth grade education. Yep. And they are teaching lupus or menace who have zero education. Where where do they fall on that gradient? I mean, maybe they'll figure out how to write their name. Maybe they'll figure out how to read something. But why bother teaching them? Well, I mean, how how? Well, I mean, you can see there's a level of getting by in the Hamid. Yeah, world. true. But 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 see, this that's a good argument, and you know your mileage will vary based on your sept. Bottom line, so all of this is valid. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know. There's more worthwhile information. Sure, they need to know how to read a stop sign and know what it means. Eh, based by shape, you don't really have to. I was going to say, you don't need to read to know that. But, like, you know, you do need to read stuff on signs. Like, to know where, you know, Little Reds is or whatever. No, I, and again, I agree. But, you know, Tom's answer is just as valid. It's just yeah. your, your mileage varies by sept. So... And I would say that, like, the Metis probably know more signs and symbols than they do words. That's fair. I don't know many steps with a library. Exactly. I mean, there's glass walkers. Yeah, we're not going to probably silver fangs. <laughs> <laughs> they have a book. My mansion has six libraries. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, here we go. What? Be nice. I am being nice. <laughs> He's got six I'm, libraries. I'm accusing them of being rich. What a monster. And educated. Yeah. How dare I? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you know what, Joey? I bet you bathe on the regular. What a what a monster. I'm going to get canceled. We're, we're going to go up to go leash him out in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> that might go on the YouTube channel and putting me down. <laughs> <laughs> Tom gets his storytelling legs underneath him. There you go. I mean, just make sure I'm not following up Danny doing the dinosaur dance. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that could that could be a one-two punch that week. I don't I don't want to follow that. <laughs> you put it after a crappy video. Okay. Then go, man. Rage Cross here and got their act together. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that about all we got? That is about all we got. <laughs> what a ridiculous <laughs> series of events. <laughs> All right. Um, well, with that, 
you know, um, on behalf of uh, Tom and uh, Joey and Daniel Tyson, who is wherever he is doing whatever he's doing, uh, I'm Porter. We want to thank you so much for listening and to be excellent to each other, and we will see you next time. We'll see you.